Okay, Philippians chapter 3, if you're just joining with us, uh, the first two installments you can catch up on YouTube or our podcast, but this is Paul the Apostle writing from jail. So he is quarantined, and the theme of his book is, in spite of your circumstance, still having joy. He's writing with authority because he's living this out. In fact, he's writing to free people that are still able to do their normal lifestyle activities. And he's saying, no, no, it's not about your circumstance. It's about your perspective. It's about your attitude. It's about your faith. Watch what he says here in Philippians chapter 3. I love the theme of this whole book. He says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things. And I do it to safeguard your faith. I never get tired. He goes, I never get tired of telling you to be strong in God, to rejoice in the Lord. When I read that line, I never get tired of telling you, I immediately thought of how tired I am of telling my kids, go to bed. Stop fighting. No, you may not watch any more movies. I get tired of saying those things. Paul says, I don't get tired of telling you rejoice in the Lord. He's saying literally rejoice in God. You might not be able to rejoice in your circumstance, rejoice in your bank account, or rejoice in your relationship, but you can rejoice in Jesus. He's saying the source and the strength of your life is not found in exterior value. It's an interior value. Rejoice in the Lord. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Easier Said Than Done. Because it's just the reality. Thanks, Nico's here in the MC. You're going to hear just a few voices here. Nico's here. When he says, thanks, Pastor, that's from Nico. Shout out to my guy, Nico. Thank you. One person is shouting me down here in the MC. Everybody else online. But I like that line, easier said than done. Because I feel like most of life is easier said than done. Like patience is easier said than done. Have you ever been to the DMV? Have you ever waited eight to nine to ten weeks for your state to open up, easier said than done. Like some, some people are just like, you're single, love it. This is the best time of your life. Easier said than done, you're married. Okay, there's certain things, like when people are like, man, take advantage of the quarantine. You should work out and come out of this more fit. Easier said than done, people, okay? Some things are easier said than done, but I want to encourage you, when God gets involved in the narrative of your life, Paul is also the guy that said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It is the strength that I get from Jesus that allows me to be joyful in the midst of my tribulation. Easier said than done until God gets a hold of your heart and your life. Come on, let's pray together, Zoe. Let's add our faith as God speaks to us. Jesus, we thank you that your word points us to you. Thank you that this book is all about you. In these pages, we find who you are, what you're about, your love, and your pursuit of our life. Help us to receive your grace and receive your joy that is our strength. We love you, and we live for you, and we receive your love. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together. Come on, even in the MC, give me a clap. Even online, give me a clap hands. I'm, I'm, I got a choir to preach to today. Worship team better be careful because I feel like spitting on somebody when I preach. Let me give you four thoughts today on joy. Here's the first one. He talks about joy robbers. That there's some people in your life 
Come on, if they're online and you see their name on the chat, just point them out. Say, you're, I'm kidding, don't point anybody out. But there are some people that will try and steal your joy. I call these soul pirates, soul vampires. They try and come in, you got joy, and then they come around and they suck all the life out of you. He actually talks about this with religious people. Watch how he addresses them here in verse number two. Steer clear of barking dogs. Those religious busybodies all bark and no bite. All they're interested in is appearances. They are knife-happy circumcisers, I call them. The real believers, come on, Zoe, the real believers are the ones the Spirit of God leads to work away at this ministry, filling the air with Christ's praise as we do it. In other words, he's saying, don't let religious people rob you of your joy. There is a simplicity that comes in following Jesus. Just like, I'm happy to be saved. I'm happy. I was blind, but now I can see. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I don't have to worry about the exterior of how you think I'm religious. I've got God in my heart. I've got the praises of Christ in my life. And so I'm happy to know God. It's amazing. Jesus, when he came, he says in John 10, verse 10, Zoe is founded on this scripture. He says, the evil one comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. Come on, that's joy and have it more abundantly. In other words, Jesus's mission was to give you joy. He want, in fact, in John 15, he says, I'm here in your life to complete your joy, that your joy may be full. Joy is from Jesus. The enemy of your life, once you get saved, he knows that he can't take away your salvation, so he'll steal away your joy. You'll be saved and miserable. You'll be saved and in bondage. You'll be saved and just downcast and bogged down with burdens and bills and circumstance and all kinds of destruction. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Don't let the evil one come and steal your joy. You can have joy in the midst of your quarantine. You can have joy in the midst of being unemployed. You can have joy in the midst of being sick. We've got a lady in our church right now. Shout out to Carla. Carla in our church. She's in the Valley location. One of our worship leaders. And I'm telling you, the other day, we're on a Zoom with all of our team leads. And we're, we're worshiping God via Zoom. You ain't worship till you worshiped on Zoom. You get all these good Spotify's and you too. You, you worship for real when you're on the Zoomer. Delayed worship. And I seen Carla. She just had to go through her second round of chemo. She's got her head shaved. She's in her house worshiping God. She's saying to cancer, cancer, you can't steal my joy. You can't rob me of my strength in God. I don't know what you're going through, but don't let it steal your swag. Keep going. Keep loving. Keep smiling. The other day, somebody was asking me, he's like, hey, are you, is your family a nester or a ring guy? Are you, do you use the ring app or the nest app? I was like, oh, for me and my house, we shall use the ring. We are guarded by the ring. We, we, we use the ring. And he's like, you know, the way that I figure, this is a true story, the way that I figure I, I, at night, I leave my house unlocked because if robbers come, they're going to break. They're going to find a way to get in. I might as well. I don't want to create an inconvenience. I just hear you can have your way. And when he said it, I didn't know how to react. So I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I can't say, yeah, good point, because it's not a good point. 
Like we don't just let people come in and rob our belongings. I want to encourage you, don't let the enemy come in and run around your life and run around your soul and run around your mind. No, you got to guard your joy. Keep your joy. Keep your strength. Keep your faith. Guard that thing. Say, you know what? I might be quarantined. I might have lost my job. I might have cancer. I'm still choosing Jesus. I'm still going to fill the air with Christ's praise. I'm still going to smile. I'm still going to be connected. I'm not going to give in to the thief of my life. The first thing he talks about is that there's a reality and when it comes to joy is that you can't let that thing get robbed from you. You got to guard and protect the spirit of who you are, your mindset, your heart, and your soul. Protect your emotions and protect your life. That's the first thing that he addresses. Then he continues on and he teaches us how to do that. In fact, he says now in in chapter 3, verse 8, he says, Yet indeed, I also count all things lost. For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. Sounds like a very Irish word there that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. Here's the second thing he says. Joy sees loss as gain. He said, you know, you know I, things I used to count as, as gain, I now consider them as loss. And as I lose them, I'm actually gaining. It's called addition by subtraction. You know, sometimes this is how God works in your life. Sometimes God will say, you know what? I really want to propel you forward. So in order for you to gain more fruit, I got to prune some stuff out. It's called addition by subtraction. I grew up, uh, you know, growing up in a household. My parents would not let me watch music videos. Very conservative Christian household. And my parents would definitely never let me watch MTV, so I used to have to sneak it in. And I remember when I was growing up, fourth grade, Paula Abdul was like the big star. And she had this music video with a cartoon character. And the lyrics were, I take two steps forward and two steps back. And I think sometimes in life, taking steps back can feel like, oh, this is a negative. But sometimes God is pruning things from your life so it can propel you forward. I want to encourage you. You might have lost some things in the quarantine, but you're gaining more than you can realize. Maybe God is peeling some things back. Maybe God is peeling some layers of your life that you can actually consider those things that used to be gain. They are lost, so you gain the better perspective. You gain more faith. You gain more strength. You gain more encouragement, more perspective for your future. I don't know what God is peeling away, but he's not doing it because he's mad at you. He's actually putting more things into your future. And some of those things, quite honest, they didn't need to be there. So as you get rid of that stuff, you're gaining the things that are essential for your future. I was watching uh, on Twitter a couple days ago, somebody put out a tweet and it went to the effect of, can you imagine the things that we thought were important six weeks ago that are now not even important at all? And, and, and when I read that, I was like, you know, sometimes stuff hits you, you're like, good po- wow. <laughs> and that's a good point. Because to be honest with you, things that, things that I thought were really important six weeks ago aren't really that important today. Things that we were spending our money on, we're not, we're saving our money now. We're actually spending more time at home and more time with our family and more time connected with each other. And 
You know, sometimes the way that you add to your life is you subtract from your life. God always loves you enough. It says he prunes the ones that he loves. He disciplines the ones that he loves. He peels back, not because he's angry, but because it's actually addition that's happening to your life. And Paul is saying, you know what? The way that I keep my joy is the things I used to count as gain, I consider them all as lost now because I have gained a righteousness that is not of my own. It is a righteousness that has been gained by faith in Jesus. Some of you are like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've faced a lot of subtraction. In fact, God, I'm done with the subtraction part. Can I please get to the addition part? Yeah, maybe he's adding things that might not have monetary value. They have soul value. You might have lost a trip to Cabo, but guess what? You gained your faith in this season. You might have lost your job, but guess what? You gained a dependence upon the Holy Spirit like you never have before. You gained a newfound faith and a newfound joy and a newfound perspective that is going to propel you into the future that God has for you. So the first thing he addresses, hey, there's people that are going to try and rob your joy. Do not let them enter in, whether you have a nest or a ring. Don't, the devil ain't coming in here and robbing you of your joy. Can't steal my joy, devil. The other thing that God is saying to us today is understand that there is some subtraction that is essential for your life. And as he subtracts those things from your life, they're actually the things that needed to get taken away. The stuff that's like, why have I been holding on to this thing? Like one of my favorite things about this time is, man, you know, I've been cleaning out my garage. Ain't nothing better than a clean garage. Ain't nothing better than a clean closet. And I'm getting rid of stuff I don't need so I can gain the things that I do need. Watch what he says here in Isaiah. Oh, look at these scriptures. Isaiah 61. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. In other words, God is saying, give me that stuff that you don't need, and I'll give you the things that you do need. Come on, bring me your ashes. I'll give you my beauty. Get, bring me your despair. I'll give you a, a garment to praise come on in the chat right now come on even confess and declare the thing you're getting rid of so you can get added the thing that is essential to your life addition by subtraction and that's how joy works watch the next thing that he says it goes in line with it he says joy is focused in fact i'm not focused on the things i've lost i'm focused on the one thing that i've gained he says in verse 10 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that i'm i'm focused i'm i'm not focused on my loss i'm focused on my gain i'm not focused on what i don't have i'm thankful for what i do have and what i do i'm focused listen you cannot step into your god God-given potential by living a life of distraction. You cannot step into the joy of the Lord by going, I wish I had that back and I wish I had this thing and I wish, oh, those were the days. No, no, no. He's saying, I'm focused on Jesus. Oh, that I may know him. I want all that I care about. The reason why I read my Bible is I want to know God. The reason why I listen to worship music, I want to know God. The reason why I stream into the service is I want to know. All that matters to me is a relationship with Jesus. Oh, that I may know him. He's not talking about religion. He's not talking about the, the robber of your joy, a religious spirit. He's talking about a relationship with Jesus. I really, really, really want to know God. 
You know, that's how you know that you're living in the simplicity of joy when what motivates and drives your life is a greater, more meaningful relationship with Jesus. He's not just saying, I, 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 I kind of want to get to know God. He dropped an O on it. Oh, that I may know Jesus. You know you really mean something if you drop a O in the beginning. It's kind of cool to have the worship team, you know, seated up here and uh, grateful for you guys' beanies and, and voices. And up here, you know, uh, Drew is leading worship and doing such a great job today. And his, his beautiful wife, Taylor, is up here. And, and they're unbelievable. They're from the country of Arkansas. And Arkansas has gifted Zoe in Los Angeles. And you, you guys have been dating since you were how old? 14 years old. They start now. Was he, was he this cool when he was 14? <laughs> she gave it a shrug. She, it took a while. I get it. I get it. Now, when you're 14, and were you, did you have a cell phone, or were you just writing notes back then? Barely had a cell phone. Okay, so you, you're trying to pursue Taylor, and you're trying to get to know her. What, what, was, was she easy to win over, or did it take a couple years? Love at first sight. Yeah, that's his story. Don't believe it. But, but, but anybody that's, that's dated, anybody that, that has fallen in love, it's like when you fall in love, you're like, I don't care about my friends or my family or anything. Oh, that I may know this person. <laughs> Some people are on the stream like, I want to feel that. <laughs> Addition by subtraction. Okay. But do you hear the spirit? I got the MC to laugh. I don't know if y'all are laughing on the, on the YouTube or the Facebook or Zoe Church, but I hope you are enjoying today's service. But, but, but listen to the spirit and the desperation and the cry that is in Paul. He is say, he's not saying, oh, I wish I had that trip back. Oh, I wish I could go back to restaurants. Oh, that I could live my old life. I used, man, I used to have so much fun. He's saying, you know what I really, really want in my life? This is how I preserve my joy in the midst of being in prison. All that matters to me is knowing Jesus. I want to encourage you to live a focused life. Focus on your faith. Focus on the one that is committed to you more than you are committed to them. God is obsessed with you. God is in love with you. God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. He has a hope and a future. And I want to encourage you, focus on the one that will never disappoint. Focus on the one that is committed. The Bible says in Psalm 139, you are hedged all around you. His hand is on your life. He knows when you stand up and you sit down. He knows when you go out and you come in. He is fully acquainted with all your ways and he is in love with you. He is focused on you. Why don't we in response focus on God? When you focus on God, the joy of the Lord will become your strength. Say, be careful of the robbers. They're going to try and come in and rob. Worship team, you could join me. They're going to try and rob. Protect your life. Protect the garden of your heart. Don't let anybody come in and perpetrate and mess with your joy. Not a spirit of religion. Not a, 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 a crisis. Don't let a virus. You stand and you focus on God. And you might have lost some stuff, but... It's going to show you gain some stuff. 
and stop sitting around in your house being like man I lost this and I can't do this and I lost this no no the things that you lost you actually gained why don't you count your blessings one by one thank you God that I've got my soul right thank you God that I got time to sit thank you God that I got time to give and to bless thank you God for new perspective and the last thing that he writes And I end with this today. Number four, here's the last thing, joy. Joy forgets so we can move forward. Watch what he says in verse 13, a famous portion of scripture. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things that are ahead, I press towards to reach the goal to the things that God has laid in front of me. He said, you know what? One thing I'm doing. I might be in jail. I might be quarantined. I might be in some crazy situation. But I'll tell you the one thing I'm doing this season. Forgetting the things that are behind me. I am pressing forward to the things that are in front of me. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but let me, let me remind you that the best is yet to come. I don't know what your past looked like. I don't know what you used to walk in or who you used to hang with. I don't know what you smoked or looked at or touched, but I want to tell you your past, you're not hostage to it. Your past, you're not defined by it. Your past, it doesn't define the future that God has for you. Forgetting those things which are behind me. What does your past look like? Maybe it is written with failure. Maybe it's written with mistake. Maybe it's written with all kinds of downtrodden seasons. I want to tell you your past does not hold you hostage. Forgetting those things which are behind me, I am pressing forward to the things which are in front of me. I'm telling you the best is yet to come. I'm telling you your brighter days and your best days, you are yet to walk in them. I'm telling you no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind can conceive the things that God has in store for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I'm telling you, the latter days are going to be better than the former days. You're going to step into a new, a new season. You're going to step into a new spirit. You're going to step into a newfound joy. You're going to step into a new glory. You're going to step into your new season and be like, whoa! The glory days are not behind you. Forgetting those things which are behind me, I am pressing forward to the things that are in front of me. What's in front of you? What's in front of you? You'll never know without focus. What's in front of you? You'll never know if you just bellyache about what's been subtracted. What's in front of you? You'll never know if you let that robber come in and steal your joy. Because it's when you carry gratitude and you carry joy and you carry a simplicity of heart that you're like, you know what? I am focused on my future. I lost some investments in the crisis, but forgetting those things that are behind me, I'm pressing to the things that are in front of me. I might have lost some opportunities, lost some money, but you know what? Forgetting those things that are behind me, I am pressing forward to the things that are in front of me. Why? Because there's always more with God. There's always more with God. Always more with God. Paul's writing in prison. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about me. Rejoice in the Lord. He's going to say it a second time. Again, I say rejoice. Why? Because God is for me. Who can be against me? You think I'm defined by these cuffs or this cell? No, 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 no. God is with me. 
God is for me. God's got a plan. The joy of the Lord's my strength. All that matters to me is God. And I know he's going to see me through. I know he's going to show up because there's always more with God. There's always more with God. There's always more with God. Just think about all throughout the Bible. Anytime someone's like, oh, this is it. This is how it ends. It ends in prison. It ends in a cell. It goes down like this. And God's like, no, 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 no. I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done. Moses is standing against the Red Sea. It's filled with water. He's got all of Israel waiting at him like, what are we going to do now, Mo? They're standing at the Red Sea. He's like, God, have you brought me this far to leave me here? He lifts up his hands and he starts to worship God. And the Bible says the Red Sea splits in half. Israel walks in on dry ground. Why? Because God wasn't done with Moses or Israel yet. Daniel's sitting in the lion's den. He's in a lion's den. They close the top. And he's like, I guess it's how it ends. I guess I stood up for my faith. I guess I kept praying and this is what it costs. No, no, no. I'm telling you, that whole night went by. In the morning time, the king went and he opened up that lid and he shouts down, Daniel, are you still there? He's like, yep. I don't know why. God's not done with me yet. There's always more with God. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They get thrown into a fiery furnace. They're sitting there. They're like, I guess this is how it ends. No, no, no. There was a fourth man that appears. It looked like an angel. The king says, get them out of there. Why? There's always more with God. There was more with God when David faced Goliath. There was more with God when Abraham sacrificed Isaac. There was more with God when Noah got his family on an ark. And there was more for God when you show up and you say, you know what? I'm going to trust in the Lord. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing in this quarantine. I don't know what the crisis has done to your bank account or your soul, but I want to tell you it can't rob your joy. Because the best is yet to come. I'm going to forget my past. Stop remembering what you did and your mistakes. It's called spiritual amnesia. I can remember if I wanted to, but I choose by faith to forget my past. I'm going to remember the cross. I'm going to remember the call on my life. I'm going to remember what God spoke to me. I'm going to remember the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to remember that night. I'm not going to remember. I'm not defined. I'm forgetting those things are behind me. And I'm going to press forward to the things that are in front of me. Come on, Zoe. Come on, Zoe. The best is yet to come. Don't let the enemy try and steal your joy. He can't. He can't. God... God is not trying to steal your joy. God is trying to subtract some distractions, take away some distractions from your life so you can get the simplicity of heart that you need to move into your God-given potential. And when we get that kind of focus, and when we get that kind of clarity, and when we say, you know what, it's not about what happened, it's about what's about to happen. It's not about what went down, it's about what's about to go down. I'm going to move in faith, and I'm going to move in the joy of the Lord. I have loved every chapter. Chapter one, Julia came and preached, disinfecting my discontentment. Unbelievable. Chapter two, last week, I loved chapter two. Chapter two was like, oh my gosh, does anybody care? Yeah, be humble, love, serve. Yeah, I loved it. But chapter three, I looked at chapter three this week and I was like, dang, dang, dang. 
dang that's a word that's for us that's for zoe that's right now that's what we need that's what he's doing i feel like this is a word in season for your life and this is a word in season for zoe church he's peeling stuff back so we can get our focus he subtracted some things so we can get our future come on allow god to do it god i thank you right now for